ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans from all around Indianapolis and the greater Indiana area and possibly all over the world, welcome to the very first episode of the Wrestle Arts Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Edge, aka the voice of Indianapolis. I couldn't be more excited to bring you all the action, drama, and excitement from the heart of Indianapolis. We're here at Wrestle Arts 11, and what a night we have ahead of us. The main event is set to be an absolute barn burner as Apollo Star squares off against the formidable Sage Phillips. The anticipation in the air is electric. The stakes couldn't be higher. These two titans are going to clash in the center of the ring, and we're going to witness history in the making. But before we dive in to that epic showdown, let's take a moment to appreciate the amazing talents that WrestleArts has brought together for tonight's event. And it's not just about the main event. It's about the entire roster of dedicated athletes who have poured their heart and soul into making WrestleArts a must-see promotion. Throughout this podcast series, we'll be bringing in various wrestlers, trainers, behind-the-scenes personalities to give you an exclusive peek into the world of WrestleArts. We'll explore the stories, the rivalries, the training regimens, and the sheer determination that drives these incredible athletes to step into the ring night after night. So buckle up, wrestling fans, because you're in for a wild ride. And if you're here with us at WrestleArts 11, get ready to witness an unforgettable night of action that'll leave you on the edge of your seat. As we get closer to the main event featuring Apollo Star and Sage Phillips, I'll be joined by some special guests who will share their insights and predictions about this monumental clash. Stay tuned, because this is just the beginning of our journey into the world of WrestleArts. joined at this time by the cutthroat Jordan Dye. Jordan, do I even need to say anything? You don't need to say anything. Okay, I'll sit over here and shut up. I don't even know why I am over here right now. Well, I mean, you brought a drink over here and said, I'm going to get thirsty because I talk too much. You know what? Listen, listen, listen. listen. I do talk too much, but there's a reason why I talk too much. Do you want to know why? Please do. Because my ego is as tall as Shaquille stands, baby. I am the pinnacle of professional wrestling. I am the greatest technical wrestler alive today. Nobody can stop me. Nobody can beat me. Hell, Brandon Prophet has tried for months, and I have put him down. Hell, he even tried to get his son involved, and I dropped him like a sack of potatoes. Like that. Can I ask you a question? Oh, sure, buddy. Why not? Where'd you get the money? $2,500? Who, who's got what? that first money of, just wandering first around? And How'd foremost, you come? Uh, first and foremost... They don't call me the cutthroat Jordan Dye for no reason, okay? I make money by any means. I get wins by any means. Mm. They can say, oh, well, it's probably his tax money. No, it wasn't my tax money. Could have been. Nah, you know what? Jordan Dye's got money sitting around everywhere, baby. Have you been watching Justified Primeval? No. What um, is that? that? That's the TV show with old Raylan Givens where he's a, sh- uh, a U.S. Deputy Marshal trying to put people down. And, man, I watch you every week because there's this guy on here called the, the Oklahoma Wild Man, Clement Manziel. He's just a, a ruthless killer. And I was like, man, this is – did they steal Jordan Dye? They, they did. They, they, they actually they just did. modeled a character right after you? They did. I've seen that a lot here lately. They've been watching Jordan Dye all over Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it now. They've been watching Jordan Dye on YouTube. They've been watching it on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. And all these Hollywood inside people are getting ideas. You know what? Jordan Dye is so great. We're going to write him into every single TV series, every single movie, every sitcom, et cetera, et cetera. Let's go back to WrestleArts 10. Okay, let's go back. You walk out there. You start throwing the money at Hoodfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets Brandon Prophet gets back up, gets back into the fight. Uh, you come down there. Tell us about uh, your relationship with with Cavern Cameron. Well, first off, let, let, let me let me ask you a question. Okay. You put yourself in Hoodfoot's uh, shoes there for a moment. If somebody's sitting there just tossing hundred dollar bills at you, why wouldn't you pick them up? 
because I got more character than that, right? Character? Like, what's character? Somebody got to throws do with money. It. Throw somebody throws money at me. Listen, what's I'm not character? a I'm not a dog. Okay, well, first off, you look like a dog. Second, second, I've, heard, I've heard that before. You ask me a question, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer. It's a two part answer. Okay. First I off, thought you asked me a question. Okay, I did ask you a question. See, now you're getting me all you're getting me all crazy and and, 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 and distorted here by asking me all these other questions, talking about justified everything else. Okay, Let I me apologize. tell you something. First off, Hoodfoot should have picked up the money. That was his issue. Second, Cavron Canyon needs money for his family, needs money for his farm. His kids got to eat, baby. So he's seen the opportunity, and he went ahead and he took it. Okay? Now there's not one man in that locker room. I don't care what they say. If I walk up to them with 2,500 smackaroos and threw it down on the table, they would take it. You know why? Because why? it's $2,500. So and this economy sucks nowadays. Does, does Cavron, did, did you two have a conversation? Does, does he get the money? If Cavron puts Brandon Profit down, then he gets the $2,500. As a matter of fact, if Cavron puts Brandon Profit down for good, I will double that for Cadron. Mm. Let me uh, let me play Barbara Walters here for a second. You were standing in the ring. You turn around. You punch a 15-year-old kid in the face. What's going through your mind? Well, first off, I seen something shiny, which happened to be his braces, but I didn't know that at first. I thought it was a knife or a gun or something. I didn't know. I turn around. I see something shiny. I'm thinking somebody's trying to attack me with a weapon. So I turned around and punched him. He put his hands on me. Sure. If the kid would have never put his hands on the cutthroat Jordan die, I would have never turned around and punched him dead in his face. But you know what? He wanted to get involved. Hold on. He wanted to get involved in something that had nothing to do with him. I have no problem with that kid. His dad, on the other hand, I have a very, very, very big issue with, obviously. And all that makes perfect sense. You see something shiny. You're like, I don't know if it's a knife or a gun in this, in this, in this climate. You see it's a 15-year-old kid, and you shrugged your shoulders and started putting a boot party on him. Well, you know, at that point, I, there's no going back. He's already on the ground. I done punched him in the face. I might as well just put a couple boots to him anyways. I didn't you know? see it, but... Cavron apparently took out our director of operations, David Barker. Did you see that part? I did, and I gave him a high five afterwards for it, too. Ah, Jesus. You know why? Because authority sucks. And myself, Dylan Cole, and Cavron Canyon, we don't care about authority. We do what we want when we want to do it. We have no reason to apologize to anybody for anything that we've done. You know why? Because that's the kind of people that we are, and that is, that is what they knew. David knew that when he hired us. He knew the kind of people that we were. So you know what? It is his fault that all this is going down right now. He brought us into this situation. Can't stand Brandon Prophet. Nope. Don't like Avery Hurts. No, no, that kid's, uh, he's an idiot. What's, ne like what's next for Jordan Die? Well, tonight, I am in a triple threat match for the triple threat crown. Okay. Against the Ebony Prince, the guy who thinks he's his daddy, but he will never be his daddy. Mm. But after the night, I'm going to be his Matt Daddy. Okay. Oh, Cassius, Cassius Star. And uh, Gorgeous Morgan Taylor, which, have you seen the chops on this kid? I don't understand why they call him Gorgeous. That's a good-looking beard. Oh, no, no, it's not. I don't know why they call him Gorgeous. He's I look in the mirror, the mirror smiles back at me. He looks in the mirror, the damn thing breaks a hundred times over. I don't understand. So you win the Triple Crown Championship tonight. Mm -hmm. You done? You walk off into the sunset? We, mm -hmm. we don't have to see you anymore? 
If I what? If I win? If, if you win, you're done. You can walk. You're well, like Thanos. You got I what win, you wanted. You if, walk off into the sunset. If I win, why would I walk off into the sunset? I would have to come back and defend you did that it all. luxurious title that I will just gradually just take right out of Cassius's grasp. I mean, come on. Like, it's going to be that hard. The only reason he won last time we was in a title match together was for the simple fact that his daddy and his Yoda, his daddy's Yoda, oh, Drew Skills, decided to get involved. I would, st I, I would be the champion right now. I had Cassius beat in the middle of that ring. Come on. Well, thank you so much for joining us, nah. Jordan. Do you have anything you want to push uh, on YouTube? Is there anything somebody should be should look out for on YouTube? You got something out there? You yeah, want the I got everything you? on YouTube. You just Google "Cutthroat Jordan Die Baby" and everything will pop up. If you follow Jordan Die's Instagram, he's always living the high life. Were you at the county fairgrounds the uh, other day? Was, was that where you were? Yeah, it was at a wine festival. In uh, is it is uh, Virby, is it Virby, Indiana? I was drinking wine, pulling dimes, and having one hell of a time, baby. You drink wine? Sure. Okay. It's just it's the high life. It's fancy. Red know? red wine's my favorite. Are you, are you doing Devour me. Indy? Where all the Indianapolis you know, restaurants have all those you know, good prices and I stuff? Went to, I'll give a shout-out to Brew Burger real quick because I went to Brew Burger last Monday and had a very, very, very delicious burger. It was a, it was a Viking. I can't even remember the name okay. of it now, but it was a Viking burger, and it had it was lamb. It had oh goat gosh. cheese, uh, oat bun. Honestly, I don't re really eat burgers like that because you know okay. I, I gotta watch my figure in this in this shirt sure. that we are in. But, but it was very delicious. So T shout out to Brew Burger. You guys are you guys are dope. Keep doing it. Take yourself over to Working Man's Friend, but it's cash only. They got a mean burger over there. What is it called? Working, Working Man's Friend. Working Man's Friend. They okay. got a pork tenderloin too. That's pretty good over pork there. Pork tenderloin. Cash only. Pork tenderloins are pretty good. All I right. like pork tenderloins. I'll see you over there. All right, man. I said, no, you won't. You won't no, see me over you there. Damn actually. sure won't. You won't see go, me over there. If you're going there, I ain't never going there again. Well, then I'm going to go there every day so I don't have to see your face there. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, act like you know. I am currently joined over here by son of legendary wrestler Brandon Prophet. This is Fred Prophet. Fred, how you doing tonight? You know, good. How about you? I'm good. Uh, who do you have in the main event between Sage Phillips and Apollo Star? You know, I got to go with Uncle Q, you know. It's uh You got Uncle Q in there? Yeah. Going to retain the title? Yeah. You you sleeping on the the philosopher you know, himself, the ring wizard? You know, Sage Phillips is pretty good, but you know um you know Apollo Star has that, you know, experience to him so it's just like you got to go with experience over oh. so so take me back to wrestle arts 10 fred your 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 dad brandon was wrestling in the main event uh he was going against hoodfoot the 2500 dollars bounty um you you know if, if you've seen it on youtube go back and watch the the legendary match it could be the most legendary match in wrestle arts history right now I, I, would you agree with that yes that uh, you should go and check out the hood foot versus brandon profit match um take me back to that night what was going through your mind if you haven't seen it you know fred how old are you i'm 15 fred is 15 years old and got in the ring with some grown men walk me through what happened and you what know, was going through your mind you know um my dad had just beaten hood foot or do you want me to go from before that you know, whatever you, what so, were you thinking the whole, what were you thinking the whole match? You so saw, you like, saw Brandon Prophet going through some punishment. You no, know, uh, I was just like, 
Because I, if I recall, you were ringside when he was laying there, and it looked like it was out. And I believe you were over there talking to him. You got up out of your chair. You know, you were saying some things to him. I couldn't really pick that up on the on saying stuff to who. What were you saying to your dad? I was telling him that, you know, because because I think you wanted him to stay down, yeah, right? Because you know, because of his head injuries, you know, in the past, it should be smart for him just to stay down. But he, my dad's not the type of person to give up in the situation that emotional. Did you know that? Did you know he was going to get up anyway? Were you begging him to stay down just out of yeah out of care? Yeah. Okay. And then what happened? You know, me and Hood he wins put, the match. Yeah, he wins the match and. He calls out Jordan Die, and in my mind I was like, "Oh no, this isn't going to end well." You're not a big fan of Jordan Die. No, my dad and Jordan Die have a have a, a wild history. You know, it's just of like of course, of course. So he calls out Jordan. Of course, I know he's going to come out with Dylan Cole. You know, and um, Jordan comes out. He comes out after the fact. You know that my dad's already beaten down. You know, sure. he, he can bear. He can't even stand. And he comes down. He's over here just kicking my dad, just beating him up. Yeah. No, Cavron comes. Cavron Canyon comes in from behind. That's right. And hits him because you know Jordan can't handle situations himself. Of course, it's a so, n- numbers know, game, right? Yeah, he has to cheap shot everybody. Just ask Hillbilly Jet how that goes. And you just figured you were gonna go in the ring and try and get you some? Yeah, I was like, I'm tired. What's of his, wrong with I'm you? Tired of his antics, you know? It's just like somebody's okay. got, somebody's got to put somebody's got to put the old dog down, you know? And you know. I mean, you're not a licensed wrestler or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know. Like you can get in some serious trouble getting into the ring. I mean, it's just is what it is, you know. Okay. Got to protect my dad, his family, over everything. And so while you're standing in, over your dad talking to Jordan Die, like you put your hands on him, what was what were you gonna do right there? Were you gonna try and tackle him? Were you gonna try and get in the way? Yeah. What was, was you, gonna, what, what were you gonna, gonna try and do? I was gonna throw some throw you, some hands. You were you gonna know? throw some hands at a grown yeah. man. I'm not scared of Jordan Die. I mean, you are a wrestler, so you are you are a, a high school wrestler too, gonna, right? I was gonna punch him. Maybe Were you hit gonna him with try? Do you think about using some of your high school wrestling skills? Yes, Are you gonna try and do yeah. takedown? Or gonna gonna throw some the, punches? I was gonna hit him with a mean double leg, you know? Okay. And I was gonna land some punches, kind of like how John Moxley does with that takedown, and then mm-hmm. rolls over and punches him. And I was gonna think about doing one of those, cause you know, love me some John Moxley, you know? Sure. Okay. And I was thinking about doing that, and then you know. Jordan cheap shots me, 15-year-old kid. And you, you know? weren't expecting that. You didn't, you didn't nah. think in your mind that a grown man was going to punch you in the face. Nah, and then, and of course, him and Dylan Cole, you know, knew that I was a minor, saw me, and then went and continued to kick me. And you're staring up at the lights. Like, what were you thinking then, or were you just like, in a world of hurt right I was in a world there? of you hurt because, you know, I You didn't know where you were. No, I landed some thumbtacks, okay? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and okay. And it hurt real bad. Yeah. No, I wasn't expecting there to be thumbtacks in the ring, okay? And so, so at that point, then your your dad crawls over you. At that point, yeah, and he lays he on top of me. to you. He was like, he was like, uh, stay. He was he told me to curl up so he could curl lay on up. top of me, so I didn't get hit by the chair. Because mm-hmm. did you feel the chair through your dad? Yeah, like you I still, saw, you still, because they started bringing the chair down on your dad I, pretty yeah, bad. I told my dad that he had a chair, and he told my dad just told me to curl up, you know. Mm-hmm. And my dad was over there taking those chair shots. Yeah, that could have been really bad. And then I, I got out of the ring, you know, rolled over. And then Jake, Jacob Johns, um, Jacob Johns came S- down. Big yeah. Sue Jackson. Sue was in there. Um, who else was it? Gor- Gorgeous Morgan Taylor was in there, wasn't he? I believe so. And then you know, it was just a big old brawl. You know, I got love for both Jacob Johns and Hoodfoot. You know, of course, both great human beings. You know. So let me let me ask you this: After all that, what, what's next for you, Fred? You're you're not, not trying to stay away. You're not. You're still coming to the. I see you're here. You're at Wrestle Arts Eleven. Yeah, my goal is to become a professional wrestler. And so I'm trying to work towards that goal and pay my dues because right. I'm going to come after Jordan Die. Oh, my gosh. 
But you're going to have to grow up fast, Fred. I'm going you gotta, to. You're going to have to age about four more years, man. <laughs> you're going to have to age four no, years uh, in a week. You have to step into that time portal. Whenever I'm ready, I'm ready, you know. All right. Well, enjoy the show tonight. I hope Uncle Q gets the victory for you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the show. I am joined at this time by Director of Operations for WrestleArts, David Barker. David, you've been running around a lot for WrestleArts 11 here at the Sahara Grotto. Can you tell us about who you are and what your role is here? Yeah, as you said, I'm the uh, director of operations. You know, my job is to make sure that everything comes together, right? You got to make sure the talent gets paid, that the building gets paid, the ring gets here, all that. You know, that decisions that need to be get that need to be made in a crunch are made. Um, it's a pressure cooker situation. You know, mm-hmm. you got to. You know, I had to, a while ago. I had to revoke Dylan Cole's referee license and instate him as a wrestler since he showed he wanted to be physical. Right? Those are the decisions you made. I had to put the women's crown on the line uh, last show between Laney Luck and Holly Cromwell. You know, oh. it's, it's a decision-making role. Um, it's not okay. an easy job. So I'm glad that you brought up two different points, and, and let's address them one at a time. Let's talk about Dylan Cole. Um, can you talk about the the journey there of how you came to revoke his referee license. He was constantly getting himself in trouble. I saw that he did post online that um, he's very disappointed specifically at you because he has been asking for a match. He's been asking to be put in the ring and he is currently um, not booked to appear tonight. And so what was your choice behind that? Tell us about that journey. Yeah. So originally I, Dylan Cole was a referee, and he, I thought, was a good referee, an upstanding guy. And then the, it turned the crowd, out the crowd would not like. Uh, they disagree with you. They, he got a lot of booze. Uh, well, you know, booze don't mean that somebody's bad, right? Okay. You know, people get booze. Okay, cool, right? Not everybody has good judgment, right? He was good at his job, okay. right? Which is what's important. A good ref doesn't have to be like. They just have to be good at their job. But then it showed that Dylan Cole had his eyes on being more than a referee, mm. right? He wanted to be involved, right? In the decision making of matches right okay. he was yeah he was being swayed he had an impact that wasn't just counting the one two three he was almost like a kid on the playground who wants to like take yeah. take the, the game into their own hands you know yeah kid who's not getting to play the basketball so they steal the ball you know that kind of thing so i yeah. after one too many instances of him influencing the outcome of a match made the decision okay you want to be a wrestler you can be a wrestler you want to play with the big boys come play with the big boys the problem he's having right now is nobody wants to wrestle them. They don't like them, right? And this isn't a sport where you have to like your opponent. But if people won't take, if people won't mm. sign the contract, if they won't take the fight, you don't fight. I can't make somebody sign the contract to fight Dylan Cole. Okay, and so and so that's where you're at too, because I'm sure you would love to see, and maybe maybe you're impartial because you seem to be more of a fan of Dylan Cole than other people. But you know, you didn't want to throw him in there with a guy like Zodiac the Mystic or anything like that, and watch him take a take a heart punch. I don't want to pay those medical bills. Okay. Right. I got I got to have insurance here. Right. We're we're a business. We're a five hundred one c three. I got to okay. the show's got to be insured. If if he gets in the ring with Zodiac and Zodiac punches him in the heart and he's got to go to the hospital, sure. I got to pay for that. That ain't that ain't money I want to pay. Okay. Uh, and I'm not a fan of Dylan Cole, but I'm a professional, and that's the key. And I'm going to treat him like a professional, whether or not I like him personally. Mm. It's not about liking somebody personally. I'm. It's a business. It's a sport. Right. I don't think Jerry Krause always liked Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan won championships. Sure. Right? And Actively so, tried to get rid of yeah. some of those guys. And so and that's the name of the ball game, right? Is you 
in my position, I have to be impartial. I can't have favorites. I can't play favorites. I have to provide people an opportunity to win. And if they win, they keep coming back. But people have to want to fight them. Okay, let me let me ask you this. I brought up Zodiac the Mystic. Zodiac has been begging for Hoodfoot Mo Atlas. Why haven't you made that match? Timing. Timing. Availability. Uh, you know, Hoodfoot had already signed on to fight Brandon Prophet. There was a medical issue that Brandon Prophet had in March that postponed that fight to July. So Z- Zodiac and Hoodfoot fought in March. They had themselves a hell of a match, went to a draw because uh, they fought out of the building, fought into the streets of Irvington. I had to go chase them to try and break it up. I couldn't. Those two men are monsters. But then it just mm. hasn't been able to make it happen again. It will happen. It's going to happen okay. in Russell Arts again. Okay. But it's about availability. You know, you can't availability and liability, it a- sounds like, too. and liability. You know, it's like uh, you know, the UFC. You, know, you, put, you can only have people fight when they're available to fight. Sure. Uh, and then the other thing that you, you had brought up was uh, you made the decision to have Laney Luck defend Heather Monroe's uh, global women's crown, uh, and Cromwell was able to win win the crown. She's now the, the women's crown holder. Um, how did you come to that decision? Have you been in talks with Heather Monroe? You know, how does she feel about it? Did you get some strongly worded emails or texts or anything like that? What, what, what all happened there? Yeah, so I've been in contact with Heather Monroe since March, you know, when she defeated Holly to retain the women's crown, I have been trying to negotiate with Heather her return. She went on her vacation. She toured the world. She was in Greece. She was in Norway. She was in Spain and Portugal. Okay. And I'm not mad at that. Right? Sometimes, you know, you have opportunities to travel. But she was supposed to come back in June and didn't want to end her vacation. And then was supposed to come back in July and didn't want to end her vacation. And I said, look. You know, we're a sport. Champions have to defend. If you're not going to be around to defend, somebody else is going to defend for you. If you're going to send somebody especially to defend, on, to wrestle on your behalf, then they can defend the title on your behalf. It's, that's the nature of the beast. If Laney Luck is good enough to wrestle in your steed, she's good enough to defend the champion. And she is. Laney Luck is excellent. And she just came up short. And so Heather was not happy. I received several phone calls and text messages from her expressing her displeasure. She absolutely intends to come back and regain the women's crown. And it's just about time. And when she comes back, she'll get a shot, right? She was never defeated, so she'll get a shot at it. Mm-hmm. But you have to keep things moving along here. You know, if the champion doesn't show up, you got to make the decision. Uh, it's, a hard, it's a hard call to make. Right? You never want to have an instance where your championship is vacated, which it wasn't in this instance. But people pay to show up to see championship fights. They pay in boxing. They pay in mixed martial arts. They want to see champions fight. And so there's no point in having a championship if people aren't going to show up to fight for it. And I believe that the Global Women's Crown is the most important women's championship around. That if you can hold that, that means you are surviving the very best competition anywhere in independent pro wrestling. When we scout women, I'm looking for women who can go, who can deliver, who are big fight uh, wrestlers, who have that extra edge to be champion. And Heather has that. Heather is excellent. I think Heather might be 
the best independent women's wrestler in the country. I really do. Do, do you see that talent in our current crown holder, Holly Cromwell? I absolutely do. I think Holly is excellent. I think Holly has been overlooked for several years. I think Holly is one of those women who has been on the cusp of greatness for a long time, and it's just been about opportunity. And she had the opportunity, and she seized it. And isn't that what the sport is about? Sure. Seizing the opportunity of a lifetime and the lifetime of the opportunity. Ooh, okay, come on now. Right, and so that's what Holly Cromwell did. And Lady Luck is an excellent, and she'll be back, excellent wrestler. Right? And she just came up short, and she wasn't very happy with me. I got several calls from Lady Luck complaining that she didn't know it was going to be a championship fight. If she'd known it was going to be a championship fight, she'd have had a different game plan, which, okay. She also thought she was, she's complained that she was thought she was going to be in a triple threat match. So she spent all this time preparing for okay. triple threat. And then the other lady in the match had some other things come up and wasn't able to make it, which happens. And so I, I hear that. I understand it. But decisions have to be made, and they aren't always popular decisions. But if it's in the best interest of providing for the paying fan, that's what I'm going to do. Talking about the, the, sh the strength of the women's division and bringing in a lot of these, these women to come in and seize this opportunity and how um, the women's crown is the most important championship in the country, um, how does Big Al Crowley factor into this division? She's debuting here tonight at WrestleArts 11. She's going to be a big factor. I've been trying to get Big Al since we started running full-time in November. I really have. She is excellent. She wrestles all over. You see her on shows all over the country. Big Al is a sensational talent. And she's an Indianapolis gal. You know, she went to Warren Central High School there on the east side of Indianapolis. You know, she's got size. She's got speed. She's got power. She's got toughness. She has everything it takes. She's just been a hard person to pin down sure. for for a, for a fight, and here she is. And she had an opponent for tonight who backed out, but Alice Crowley's still going to show up and look for a fight because that's who Alice Crowley is. And that's, you know, we also got Rachel Armstrong debuting tonight, who's yes. somebody that I'm very excited for wrestlers to see because I think she's sensational. Move, moves around very moves well. Moves around great. Very agile. She's young. And I think she's going to be one of those people in five years, everybody's going to say, I saw Rachel Armstrong win. Oh, she's wow. going to be one of those. And so she's making her debut tonight, and she's going to give Holly a tough shot. And that's what the women's division here is going to be. That's what the Global Women's Crown is for, is for the people who are hungry to show that they belong, that they are legitimate, that they're the real deal. And it's not just the women's division. It's like that, right? Sure. It's up and down in wrestle arts. You know, we have a tonight. We have a, a show lineup filled with excellent wrestlers, with people like Josh Crane defending the Wrestle Nerds Internet Domain Championship against Avery Hurts. You know, former Triple Threat Champion, the Dark Horse. Can you Avery tell us Hurts. about that Wrestle Nerds Championship? Yeah, Wrestle Nerds is a great uh, internet source for wrestling information, for wrestling content. And okay. They they sponsor uh, a championship that you know goes around and defends all over the country. And right now, Josh Crane is the champion, has been for almost a year. And so he's defending it tonight. And we're happy to have him defend that championship tonight. Mm. And Avery Hertz is looking for an opportunity to get championship gold back after he lost the Triple Threat Championship. There's one last person I'd like to bring up to you and get you out of here. You've been talking about all these different divisions and the global open weight crown held by Poison Apollo star. Um, 
Aaron Williams has been talking about wins his opportunity. You were talking about taking the opportunity of a lifetime, and uh, Aaron Williams has, I don't know if anybody has had more impressive wins in wrestle arts. You know, he beat the National Treasure Nick Aldis. He beat the Babushka Baron, who was gaining a lot of momentum. Uh, he recently built, uh, he recently beat Shane Mercer, right? Um, how close is Aaron Williams to getting a shot against Apollo Star? I think he's incredibly close. I think that Aaron Williams has a legitimate claim to be a challenger for the global openweight crown. And that's the key word, challenger. I know Aaron Williams has said that he should be the champion, that, I, that he was unfairly eliminated in the Battle Royal, that it should be him and all these things. But the fact of the matter is he's not the holder of the global openweight crown. Mm. That's Apollo Star. And Aaron Williams absolutely deserves an opportunity to compete for the global openweight crown. And so it will happen. I think the world of Aaron Williams, right? He's not the nicest guy in the world, but he doesn't have to be. He's an sure. excellent professional Like wrestler. you said, you're not looking for nice, no. right? You're he's looking for who who he, can bring people in? He, in his debut, he beat former two-time NWA world champion Nick Aldis. That, yeah. Not many people can say that. And he beat him fair, middle of the ring, one, two, three. I have no, right? I can't say anything about that. Uh, so he's he's on the list. Uh, it's one of those things, timing. It's everything, right? You gotta make matches when you can make matches. Sure. I know you're really busy, but can I ask one more question? And Absolutely. Then you can go back to running around over here. Um, we've been talking about all the people who are big in wrestle arts, all the people who are just really have a light shining on them. Is there someone that we did not talk about that you feel like deserves more of a, an opportunity, deserves more light shed on them, is really doing some great work that is overlooked? I think that David Ali is really on the cusp of breaking out here the in wrestling arts. The savior himself. You know, he, he debuted in March, and he came up a little short in his debut, but he was excellent, right? He sure. was excellent. And then he came back in July. He was in the eight-man tag. He got the W. He's got a match tonight against Cole Radrick that I think. The Ratty Daddy, the yeah. The Ratty Daddy. And if, if David Ali can beat Cole Radrick, an internationally renowned Cole Radrick, that says something. And I think that David Ali, who I just saw in Ironheart uh, Pro Wrestling, have a great match. Uh, I think David Ali could be a guy who's really making waves here. I really do. Um, the question that remains is, can he put all the pieces together? Because sure. he's got them all. You know, in baseball, they call somebody five-tool player, right? They can. Yes. And David Ali has all the tools. I've been right? saying that on commentary. He can wrestle. Technically, he can punch, he can fly, he's in great shape, he's got great stamina. So the question is, can he put all of those things together? Does he, ha does he have the mental fortitude to put them all together and go out there and get big victories in wrestle arts when the spotlight's on him? And tonight he has that opportunity against Cole Radrick. And so I'm going to be looking at that match very closely. I might even join the commentary booth for that match. Okay. I really might. Hey, thank you very much. This is Director of Operations, David Barker. Thank you for your time. That, you are very valuable here tonight because we know how busy you are. Thank you very much. I'm joined at this time by the ring wizard himself, Sage Phillips. Sage, you're in the main event uh, for the Global Openweight Crown against Apollo Star. Tell me what's going through your mind. Do I know what's going on in my mind? I think... 
about all the Indianapolis talent that's running today. And I keep hearing the names, Original Sins, Apollo Star, Avery Hertz, to mm-hmm. name a few, all these names. But Sage Phillips' name doesn't seem to get brought up when everybody tells them their favorite wrestlers out of Indiana. The catch wrestling Casanova is not everybody's cup of tea, apparently. Sure. Well, come tonight, that doesn't matter. Because whether you like me or not, I'm taking Apollo Star's belt. The Global Open Crown Championship comes home to the catch wrestling Casanova and Apollo. Mm. You and I have known each other for a long time, man. Like I used to sit in the front row just like these fans will tonight, watching you down the street in Indianapolis as a fan. Well, your time is not timeless. It comes to an end tonight against the B-Town technician. So, Apollo, best of luck tonight because you're going to need every ounce. Wow. Let me ask you this. One thing that I've noticed about when you get into the ring is that you seem to have a control, almost like an, an animalistic like focus in the ring where you, you know where everything is. I see you, re- you, you reach your hand back for the rope. You know it's there. You, you seem to know everything that's going on in the ring. You have eyes in the back of your head. Is that your focus when you're out there? What's going through your mind? Have you ever studied the science of flow states? Flow states have not. Yeah, flow states talking about like how do you just wire your brain in a way that just has complete control over a situation, and there's there's nobody in professional wrestling that I think does that as well as Sage Phillips does. <laughs> um, is that what's going through your ring? Because, or excuse me, what's going through your mind? Because you you do not have the uh, mindset of say I'm coming out here to cripple. I'm. It's just you're out there to control and and do what you want and impose your will. You know, can you elaborate on that? Spot on, spot on. Yeah. While I'm in that ring, my goal is to win. Whether it be a one, two, three, whether it be a submission, my goal is to win. And I will do everything I need to to win. Mm. That being me knowing where I'm at in that ring, inside and out of that ring, being able to know how to hurt and control an opponent's movements. The Catch Wrestling Casanova is not just a nickname. I've earned this nickname. I've wrestled the best wrestlers in the world. I've been beaten by the best wrestlers in this world. Sure. I've also beaten the best wrestlers in this country and in the world. Did you ever play NFL Blitz? I think it's called NFL Blitz 2 The League. I have never been a football fan in my life. There's a, a game mechanic where you press like a you know, joystick, you press like right trigger, and you can hit the guy, and it'll zoom in and mm. watch the muscle split or the <laughs> bone crack or something like that. Sounds like, a lot I, like Mortal I, Kombat. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, yeah, and they do it in Mortal Kombat too. Right, that's right. what's going through your mind sometimes. Are you are you trying to pull on an arm in a way that you're like, I'm just trying to hear the muscle start to give. I'm trying to hear the bone start to split. I'm trying to hear the strain here. Are you are you specially <laughs> wired into those things when you're in? There. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the opponent's choice if he taps out or not. Sure. So if if a tendon were to snap, if a bone were, were to break, if a muscle were to tear, sure. that's on them. That on, that's not on me. I've torn uh, my tendon. I've torn my ACL, and I've made the recovery during those instances, during those injuries. Okay. But for those in the ring that want to face against me, it's up to them at the end of the day if they want to walk away hurt or not. I'd like to see you team up with somebody like Vinny Ratlock because I do think you know you you do a lot of things for science in there, mm. right? Where I see and it, you'll have somebody on the ground, you're pulling on the arm, and I kind of mm. watch as you look over and you go, "Man, if I pulled on this neck right now, right. I think I'd get exactly what I wanted." Absolutely, absolutely. So, so one thing I thought was interesting was that um, 
at the last wrestle arts show apollo star specifically asked for cole radrick because mm -hmm. he said i wanted somebody young i wanted somebody hungry uh, I wanted to see if I could push myself with a younger person. He didn't do that with you, Sage. He didn't say, I'm, I want to wrestle Sage. There's going to be something that Sage has to offer me as, a, as a, a champion, as a crown holder. Do people ask to wrestle you? Is there something that people look for in getting in the ring with you? Or, or, or is it a mistake um, for Apollo to go against you? Well, I feel like I just had this conversation text that <laughs> when it comes to Cole Roderick and Sage Phillips, hysteria back in the day, always needs to be Cole Roderick first and Sage Phillips second. Mm -hmm. Whether we were tagging together, whether we were opponents, whether we were traveling the road, it's always Cole first, Sage second, with everybody's eyes. Apollo wanted Cole Roderick first. Cole couldn't get the job done. Mm. And that's the difference between Cole and Sage. I get the job done. Mm. So Apollo wanted to be cocky and think I could be, he could beat Cole Roderick, I've beaten Cole Roderick. Sure. Do you have, um, you know, w when we think about goals at the end of 2023, what are you, what are you looking to cash in on? What do you think your strengths are? What are you, what are you hoping to achieve by the end of 2023 for Sage 2023 Phillips? 2023 for Sage Phillips and wrestle arts specifically, I will be a champion, whether it be the Open Crown Championship, whether it be the Wrestling Arts Championship, mm. whether it be tagging with a partner to the tag team titles. The end goal here at Wrestle Arts is become champion. Okay. So by end of 2023, whether it be tonight or down the road, Sage Phillips will have championship gold. For anybody that is listening at home tonight, um, is there anything that you would specifically like to point out to them to watch at, on YouTube, anything to check out? Are there any things you're particularly proud of? Check out my stuff on IWTV. A lot of my footage is on there. My best matches, personally, that I could recommend off the top of my head are... Me versus Jonathan Gresham, both at Nova Pro Wrestling. Yep. Me and Jimmy Jacobs at Nova Pro Wrestling. Uh, I have a few highlight videos on YouTube to see okay. what I'm all about and see the evolution of my character. And just from that, just look up Sage Phillips and you will see the catch wrestling Casanova. I'd also like to point out your match against Calvin Tankman. One of the reasons I speak so highly of you is that uh, I haven't seen a lot of people out there able to take Calvin Tankman <laughs> even off his feet. And I was talking during the match. I go, well, this is all about being able to take Calvin Tankman off his feet. If he could take him off just even once, you know, Sage Phillips will have a great match. And you, you, he couldn't get up off the mat, Sage. <laughs> like, I've never seen anybody have Calvin Tankman stay close to the mat. It looked like, uh, who was that in Hercules? Hercules was keeping somebody when he was doing the labors and he kept somebody on the ground. One of the Titans, I think. Yeah, one of yeah, the yeah, Titans yeah, yeah. where he just stayed on the ground hugging mom. And they're like, that was, that was Calvin Tankman there. <laughs> Between you and almost every fan that's seen Sage Phillips, they immediately think first thing in their mind is, "Wow, he's short," and I accept that. It is what it is. So when they, they when I go up against a guy like Calvin Tankman, and they're like, "Oh, it's going to be easy, no brainer." Yeah. Calvin may have gotten the better of me that night, but I gave him the fight that he knew was coming. And it doesn't matter who it is. I don't care. If you're my, I don't care if you're six foot tall. I don't care if you're a woman. I don't care if you're non-binary. If you are a sure. wrestler, I will treat you like a professional wrestler. Thank you very much for coming on, Sage. Thank you. Catch more bees with honey. My flow is like vinegar. Ooh, that's nasty. I'm a goalie in the streets. Ain't nothing her getting past me. Chemicals and acid in my pen. When I write it, let it seep into your ears, brain, skin. Don't I'm Jeff Edge right here alongside referee slash wrestler no, no, Dylan not, Cole. Not, no, not, not anymore. No. I was just talking with the director of operations, David Barker, and he thought highly of you. In fact, I As, talked about uh, your referee work, and he said... Dylan Cole's a damn good referee. Was. Yeah. Not. 
Dylan Cole is not a referee. So let's talk about that. What what has been your WrestleArts journey? What what made you want that transition? I've wanted the transition since WrestleArts started uh, having events at the Irving Theater. I reached out to WrestleArts. They were interested. They wanted me. But then something happened. Somebody put their, you know, started whispering into management's ears, and magically they didn't have a spot for me. Magically they just wanted me to ref. And I, I firmly believe it was profit, and that's okay. why I have an issue with profit. Okay. Are you, is, uh, you're talking about uh, Brandon Profit. Are, are you looking behind, you're checking, you're checking the back seat of your car, are you I'll, looking behind your back, anything like that? Do you feel like he's, he's coming for you? Obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm watching, but I'm not scared. I can take him easily. Mm. He's a washed-up old man who's one bad gust of wind away from being six feet deep. Oh, wow. Let's, um, let's talk about Jordan Dye. Uh, my, my great business partner. He's, okay. he's going to win that triple threat championship tonight. Would you, you would you say friend to go along with business partner? Or is it, or is it just leaving a business partner? It's, there is no friends in this business. Okay, if I if I recall at WrestleArts ten, you had the victory in the eight man tag, and Jordan Dye insisted that he take it from you. Was there was there some some animosity on your part? So if if you watch the footage back, I I did slip on the ropes going for for the maneuver, and Jordan wanted to ensure that the match was won, so he wanted to lock in a submission. And I we talked about it. I completely understand. In the moment, I was upset, but but in hindsight, I understand what happened. So there, there's no animosity there. So it's not you're not uh, looking out for for getting wins in your wrestling career. It's not about the glory. It's not about it's not about. You said you got the win. I got but the win. So that's what, it, it's. Oh well, I didn't get the pinfall, but I my name was sure. in the W. I I got a win in the bracket. I'm undefeated at WrestleArts. Absolutely, want to know. Um, so, what are, what do you see in your future as a wrestling career? And I, I know you've been asking for a match. Director of operations David Barker said you need to just hold on a minute. He's he's looking for stuff for you. Um, where do you, where do you see yourself by the end of two thousand twenty three? I see myself and specifically in wrestlers. I see myself with championship gold around my shoulder mm. by the end of this year. Which which one? Anyone in particular? Any of them. Any take anything, triple threat, triple get you threat. the triple threat and championship. Jordan can get the tags, uh, maybe even the global open weight crown. No, I, but whatever happens. How do you feel about the Dragons? One of, if not the the best and most well-established tag team in the state right now. Mm-hmm. They're great champions, and they're, they're doing their thing, and I'm going to let them do their thing. Okay. Are, are you looking to go after maybe Cassius Star? Could Cash, you know, you you just celebrated a birthday. Cash of Stars, young. You're both young. Uh, does it seem like Cash of Stars an easy target, or are you interested in easy targets? Or you say, I, you know, I want to test my a metal against a target. champ. A Poi- target is a target. Poison a- Apollo Star. A target is a target. Oh wow! If if he gets in my line of sight, I will go after him. Easy as that. Is there anything that you would like? the WrestleArts audience to possibly put their eyes on? Are there any matches that you have out there on YouTube? Um, anything you want them to look um, out for? Recently, uh, my match with Sage Phillips is, is something I'm very proud of. Uh, you can find that one on YouTube. Um, coming soon to IWTV, I believe, is my match with Josh Fuller. Uh, those two easily my best singles matches from mm. this year. But 
just about any Dylan Cole match is worth your time. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that's fascinating about sitting out here before the show starts is we get to see people come out and, and practice in the ring, get a feel for things. And uh, Dylan Cole was one of the first ones here and uh, had some really great athleticism and, and movement around the ring and, uh, you know, utilizing the ropes very well. Is there anybody you want to shout out just uh, helping you achieve some of those goals? And, like, you look very confident out there. Now, now most people would say, oh, I thank my trainer. I, no, it's is all you, me. It's you just spending it's, it's time in the me. ring? It's all me. All right. Thank you very much, Dylan. I appreciate having you on the podcast. Your conscience be free. I gave you the medicine. Don't blame your stress on me. I kill a rapper on TV for the loot if you let me. Look at her. I'm a savage with a style so heavy. D, look at me. I'm joined at this time by Idris Wolf. Idris, how you doing out there tonight? Uh, I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about 2023 and wrestle arts. Can you kind of catalog where you've been, some of your career, how it's been going for you? So I've been a few places. Uh, mainly right now, I've been wrestling with New Era. Uh, that's my home promotion where okay. I train at. Um, so that's where most of my big matches are coming out of so far. Uh, I'm about to finish up my training altogether, and then my bookings are going to be open all the way then. So that's about literally one week away. Is there anything online that you want to point um, the wrestle arts audience to that you're particularly proud of? I've grown a lot since the last time you've seen me. Okay. I'm getting better every time I step foot in the ring. So you will never truly be done and get tired of seeing Idris Wolf because I'm going to keep innovating myself. I'm going sure. to keep a fresh look to everything that I do. So you're in for a show every time you see me. I will tell anybody um, that will listen that when we had our first wrestle arts battle royal, uh, I had no idea what was going to happen. For it was for the global open weight crown, and uh, the ring was packed. Uh, there was there was no room to maneuver in the ring. It was just people getting tossed left and right, and uh, I did not know what was going to happen. And one of the things that was shocking was that he just Wolf very quickly took command of the ring and started going crazy on people, dumping people out. You know, just really uh for a second there i thought you were gonna come out of nowhere for you for you was that a huge opportunity did you think that you were gonna um possibly end up as global open weight crown holder uh what, what were your some of your thoughts what was your strategy during that battle royal oh ultimate opportunist through through the whole thing so mm -hmm. opportunity like that is waiting for a young face like me to come in and grab whatever it is the crown uh would be uh holding so specifically when I have an opportunity presented to me like that, I'm an alpha. I am a wolf. Yes. So chomping at the bits, that that's what I do. Aggression, intensity, especially in a situation with a sea of bodies, that is a perfect, perfect battleground mm -hmm. for me to lay my steps in and show everybody what exactly I'm capable of. Absolutely. And uh, you can show everybody what you're capable of here tonight. You're going against the uh, the Dragons for the tag crown. Uh, talk about Roger Malcolm as your partner. How, how do you two work together? What do you what do you know about Roger? How close are you two? So me and Roger came together off of a very organic thing. So my WrestleArts debut, um, I, was in, I was in a match with Jacob Johns, and he accompanied me to the ring. Um, everything was very organic between us. The relationship blossomed from there, and then we developed a tag team. Um, we're very much on the same page with how we wrestle and how we think. That's where the interconnection came from. And you guys will see tonight just how well we move in the ring and just how well we communicate with each other. It, 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 it's very natural. It's very intense. Wow. 
Very the, intense. The dragons won't hear this until after the match has already taken place. What can we expect out there? What do they need to look out for? Complete and utter destruction. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I, I plan on bringing not a little bit, but a lot of pain. And, and keep in mind, there's three of the dragons, so you got to have eyes in the back of your head. Oh, trust me. We have not forgotten about the one that I'm not going to mention that's not here. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to mention him because... If I speak his name, he just might show up. And he can get some, too, if, if he would like some. Okay. Uh, n never been scared of danger. You may also want to clear some, some chairs out around the ring, because otherwise they could be used as a weapon, from what I've gathered. Um, is, is there some sort of – is there pressure on you going into this this bout against the Dragons? The Dragons have had a, a hell of a run here in wrestle arts. Like, what do you what do you make of all of them? Oh, 100%, man. I'm, I'm not taking them lightly by, by any chance. I know what these guys are. I know what they can do. I know where they've been. I've studied them for a while. I've, I've had the opportunity to sit back and watch – for a little bit longer than maybe they think I've have. Um, I've seen these guys wrestle in different places. I know what I'm up against. I don't take them lightly. The challenge is very, very real. Okay, Idris Wolf, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Well, and now I feel truly at home because I am uh, joined by the talk of the town, Taylor McAllister. Taylor, it's Wrestle Arts 11. How you doing? You ready? Doing, doing well. Always ready. Uh, looking very forward to the show at hand. A lot of great matches uh, on deck. Can't wait. Now, outside of Director of Operations, uh, David Barker, you are one of the most knowledgeable uh, wrestling historians that I know of. Would you, would you say that's fair? I uh, I wouldn't say it myself because that'd be bragging, but I'll let you say it. Okay, I'll say it. You're the talk <laughs> of the town. Come on, baby. Uh, we're, we're doing this at a new arena this time. We're at the Irving Theater. Uh, this time we're at Sahara Grotto. What do, you, what do you know about this place? What do you think about it as we look around? Pe you know, people are starting to filter in here. We're getting ready close to showtime. What are your thoughts? I uh, love the Irving Theater. It's kind of it's, it's home, essentially, but uh, really enjoying uh, the grotto as well. Uh, they've uh, given us a, a great deal of hospitality, been uh, very generous in uh, mm. their their dealings with us. Everyone's been very friendly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here, excited to be here. Hope to be here again at some point. We have a loaded card here tonight. Uh, is there a specific match that you are looking forward to that you think has all of the uh, potential to be a, a classic here at WrestleArts? Well, there's not a bad match on the card. Uh, I am uh, excited about the debut of uh, Alice Crawley. Uh, yeah, I'm excited absolutely. about the uh, all of the championship bouts. But uh, you know, I'm a I'm a big shill for the Dragons, so I'm I'm super excited to see the uh, Dragons in action defending their global tag team crowns. Are you a little bit disappointed that Josh Crane's not in that match? Josh Crane will be wrestling against Avery Hertz for the WrestleNerds Championship, so Josh Crane will not be in that tag bout. No, uh, simply because of what you just said, that he's still going to be on the card. I'm still going to get to see uh, Never Say Die Josh Crane in action. Uh, so, no, I'm, I'm always excited any time that we get to see the full collection of the uh, Dragons in action, regardless of uh, how that uh, transpires. Uh, right now we're looking at the, a sign for the Savior, David Ali, versus Cole Radrick. Who you got in that one? 
Ooh, that's uh, that's going to be a really interesting bout. Uh, Ali's got the uh, size, but uh, Cole Raderick, I mean, he's the ratty daddy, baby. Uh, ratty daddy forever, that's what he says. Uh, and he had a heck of a heck of a showing against the uh, open weight uh, crown champion uh, Apollo Star at yeah. uh, WrestleArts 10. So uh, I don't know uh, it's anybody's ball game, but I'm looking real forward to watching it. That is a fascinating matchup. We had director of operations David Barker on earlier, and uh, I asked him the last question. I said, who's somebody that's overlooked on the WrestleArts roster? And his answer was David Ali. He said David Ali's a five-tool athlete. He has everything. Can he package them together to put a run together at WrestleArts? And uh, he's going to have his hands full of Cole Radrick. As you said, it's Poison Apollo Star. Uh, he can, He's amazing. David Ali's going to have his hands full, and I, I don't know if that's going to be where David Ali puts his five tools together, right? It's, it's going to be hard going up against the Ratty Daddy. You know, the Ratty Daddy almost took the uh, global openweight crown from Apollo Star. He, he did. Uh, anytime that you can walk in and uh, main event in your debut – and uh, pick up the win, uh, it's huge. Now, uh, obviously, Radrick uh, didn't pick up the win, uh, but uh, he came incredibly close. Uh, didn't have his Aaron Williams moment, like when Aaron Williams made his debut and uh, beat Nick Aldis, but uh, darn close. So I'm looking very forward yeah. to, to seeing him and Holly. You talk about Aaron Williams. Aaron Williams is not on the card tonight, but who is back with WrestleArts is Hillbilly Jed, who uh, had a big win over Kevin Panic, and I'm curious if he could put some wins together to possibly get into the uh, main event consideration. Well, uh, I'm sure they probably can at some point, but uh, I don't suspect that tonight is that night because uh, he's facing uh, Zodiac the Mystic, and if Zodiac the Mystic were booked against uh, a tank, a Sherman tank, uh, <laughs> not Tank Williams, uh, a Sherman tank, I would still uh, go with Zodiac the Mystic. So that's that's the one. I, I'm sometimes uh, uh, unwilling to put my name on a specific uh, outcome, but with Zodiac the Mystic, put him uh, against a lightning bolt, and I will still uh, say Zodiac the Mystic will probably win. What's interesting about that is that Zodiac has one of the most fearsome moves in all of wrestle arts with the heart punch yeah, that 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 jump that splash off the top rope is a destroyer like that's a that's a match ender for anybody i don't care if you're zodiac the mystic you're not kicking out of a splash off the top rope that's true but it's hard to climb up to the top rope when you're on the mat having a coronary event so i uh <laughs> I, i'm gonna stand by uh by my previous uh prediction i'm going zodiac the mystic uh all the way and if uh something happens where uh, he ends up in every single match uh, against a different opponent tonight <laughs> just zodiac the mystic across the board okay uh we have jordan die versus gorgeous morgan taylor versus the champion the triple threat champion cash star who you got in that one Man, uh, that is another tough one, but I always, it's the, the champion's advantage. Now, I realize that with the Triple Threat Championship, it's very unique that the championship advantage is almost nixed as far as the way you traditionally think about it. You know, how you can get a count out or a disqualification, still retain your title. That part of it's not there. But I think that there is a certain amount of confidence and a certain amount of being grace under fire that comes with walking in and already having the championship, not sure. feeling like there's something extra that you have to prove. So, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Cassius star. That's, uh, I think it's going to be a close one. And I think that, uh, Jordan die always has a trick up his sleeve. So, uh, it, it's hard to bet against him, but it's a little easier now that uh, Dylan Cole's not refereeing his matches. 
Well, and it's interesting, too, when we talk about overconfidence, right? Because part of me wants to discount Cassius Star because he has been absolutely explosive in wrestle arts. He has been incredible. That frog splash has ended matches it's come out of nowhere it's it's been a crowd pleaser and Cassius has built up so much confidence in himself uh here at wrestle arts that i say well could that be to his detriment but look who he's going against taylor he's going up against jordan die the most confident person in the world so it's like how could i dare discount Cassius when it's jordan's confidence almost gives him an added strength uh yeah i would uh i would say that you are probably correct jordan die might be the most confident guy on the card uh, and we've got some pretty confident personalities, but uh, Jordan Dye is certainly, he's certainly at peak confidence. I talked about Sage Phillips um, because when we were looking back at Apollo Star, uh, when he was talking about Cole uh, Radrick, the Raddy Daddy, he said, "You know, I'm looking for uh, somebody younger, somebody who can go, somebody who can keep me keep me up at a, a breakneck pace, somebody who can keep me moving, keep me agile." Cole Radrick's going to push me to the limit. He didn't say anything about Sage Phillips going, "Hey, I just want Sage Phillips to push me," but. Sage Phillips is a crippler, Taylor, and he's looking to pull as many muscles, pull apart as many bones as he can. Uh, I think Apollo Stars in and in for a world of trouble. Sage Phillips is a dangerous man for sure. Uh, just to let folks know, if you're hearing some interesting sounds in the uh, background, uh, we're recording this uh, as the setup for uh, the uh, Wrestle Arts 11 is going on. Oh yeah, but it's been uh, great to watch. <laughs> But uh, you know, no, Sage Phillips is a is a dangerous man. He's a very methodical man. He he picks a limb and he just tears it apart. We saw it when he went against uh, Calvin Tankman. How he focused on that shoulder for 15 minutes. I mean, just to the point that I went in thinking that uh, Calvin Tankman was going to make quick work of Sage Phillips. And by the time it was all said and done, I was actually surprised when Tankman did manage to win. So uh, yeah, Sage Phillips is a dangerous man. But Apollo Star. I mean, you can't go against 20 years of success and being the global open weight champion. And Apollo Stars at the peak of his game. He says that he's uh, like fine wine. He's better than uh, when you saw him last time. And uh, I'm a believer. I think he truly is uh, better each and every outing. On behalf of the talk of the town, Taylor McAllister, I'm Jeff Edge, voice of Indianapolis. And uh, hopefully you'll check out Wrestle Arts 11 on YouTube or anywhere else. <laughs>